Hey, what's going on guys? It's Aaron here from Beneath Vancouver Radio. Hopefully you're having a wonderful day. Um, I've got special guest here, Grizzy Winter. Hey. He's a musician, actor, creator. He's actually got a new music video called Dope featuring Sade Ariel as well. So make sure to check that out on YouTube. Um, he's also got his new single, Weird Flex, which is out on all streaming services featuring Choo Choo from Amsterdam. So this guy's pumping out some pretty sick content, sick music. So I'm really honored to have him out as a guest today, get to know him a little bit more and uh, tell the story to you guys. So how you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you for having me out. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. So kind of how I start off all the podcasts really is just kind of tell me your story. Tell me about yourself okay. and uh, kind of it is who you are and what you do. All right. Um, well, I grew up. Um, my parents are from Jamaica. I am connected with that community. Um, I grew up in East Van, though. East Van and Burnaby. Okay. Um, I started making music when I was like... I started writing songs when I was about 16. I started putting out music back in like 2012. I got a couple like pretty decent looks off that. Um, I had to take an unplanned sabbatical for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started going really hard again the last couple I dropped my first mixtape under Grizzy Grizz which was like my original uh, rap name uh, back in 2015 dropped uh, EP back in 2017 2017 yeah 2016-2017 called uh, No Rest for the Wicked and now I'm just working on my new CP putting out tracks putting out videos trying to do as much content as I can um, in between that though I was also like doing little acting things here and there so like, yeah I just kind of keep it busy, you know what I mean? No, that's awesome. Has music always kind of been a part of your life? I know you said you started in 2012, so, you know, that's about seven years ago by the time of this recording. So, um, is that kind of something that you've always been interested in in terms of music? Yeah, uh, when I, uh, yeah, when I started listening to music, I started off different. Like, I, like, my first, the first record I remember listening to, like, all the way through was, like, Blink-182. Oh, yeah. My best friend in elementary school, like, this this white kid, Aaron, he, like, um... He showed me that, and so that's the first thing I remember listening to, but then the first CD I bought was, like, the Blueprint by Jay-Z, mm-hmm. right? So, like, um, I got really into music, and then I started really getting really, like, my parents, my mom, like, I grew up in reggae, on reggae, and, like, mm-hmm. so, like, Michael Jackson and different things, so, like, for me, um, like, I was, the music was always around, mm-hmm. but I really started, like, getting really into, like, hip-hop and rap and, like, the science of it and, like, how to, like... Cause I'm like I loved lyrics. I loved lyrics. I loved like listening to songs and like hearing what the artists had to say and like how they like approach things and like uh, construct their rhymes and stuff like that. And I was like a student of the game, so like I would like go back and listen to like the eighty like the, the beginning like the Sugar Hill Gang and like Big Daddy Kane and like Run DMC from the late seventies, eighties, and then get all the way to the nineties and then listen to the two thousands and stuff. And like you know what I mean? Cause I wanted to learn from the greats, right? Yeah. And um, Music's just kind of always been a part of my thing. I started like writing songs when I was sixteen in like high school, but I thought it was I, <laughs> I thought it was terrible. Like I, uh, I was a kid and I went to school with like he was like the best rapper in my school. I remember one day I like I got real cocky and I was like I'm gonna battle you. Yeah, yeah. And then like Let's so we go. go to the yard to like go battle and stuff. And then I like my brain's like you can't rap. Shut up. What are you gonna do? <laughs> so like he starts and I'm like froze. I'm like yeah. No, nah, yeah. I'm not. Like I cut that. Like no, nah, never mind, never mind. And then like I think after that I was like no, I can actually do it. And I started like writing tracks, started going to uh, hit up the studio and stuff. And I, I recorded my first song uh, when I was like 20, I think, and mm-hmm. I didn't drop it for like three years. Why? I, why is that? Do you feel? I think 
like I just didn't know how to go about it. Right, like, I had like at least four or five songs done, and I didn't know how to like release them and like what to do with them. Like I think I was trying to create like a like an album or something, mm-hmm. but like no one knew I rapped, so I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to put it out, and I was kind of like, where where do I go with it? And then like. I put all, all my original, like, songs I put out are all on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. It's like, so if you ever want to, like, check out, like... Where it all started. Where it all started. Yeah. Like, you literally can go to SoundCloud and go, like, back there and I'll say, like, 2012, like, seven years ago, like, the first uploads and stuff. And I used to, like, um, stay in my, my mama basement and, like, stay up all night, like, mixing shit and, like, trying to put it all together or whatever. Because, like, studio time was expensive. I didn't know. I didn't, my yeah, jobs were shit. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> <afford> it. <laughs> so I started learning how to do it myself on, like, Mixcraft. And then, um, yeah, and then, like, but my, my rhymes were always good. Like, the, the, my, I was, I was, like, a punch, I was, like, punchline rapper. Like, my favorite rapper of all time was, like, Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Like, he, to me, is, like, the GOAT for me. Yeah. Because, like, his delivery, like, how he says things, like, the, like. The, the flow, the, the kind flow, of. The flow, not even just the flow, it's just, like, the metaphors and stuff. Yeah. Like, he, how we'd arrange it. I was, like, this is, that, that dude is how I want to rap. Like, so, I would try to, like. I don't want to emulate a little bit and then kind of like figured out my own way of doing things because I started off just writing like just like straight bar like 16 like 360 bar like raps and stuff that would last like five minutes and stuff and um people started started like messing with it like uh I do first I think the first really really big one I had was called was called Praise from Enemies part one mm-hmm. and I with that one I did like uh I took like clips of from like the Dark Knight and I put it at the intro, and I put one in the middle, and I put one, like, near the end. And yeah. I, like, I just came up with this whole, like, like just, like, four minutes of me just going <laughs> off. And then, like, some dude from, um, <laughs> from like, uh, Kansas City who, like, knew Tech 9, like, hit me up. He's like, yo, this is dope. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, he wanted to sign me, but I didn't know him. And I was in, like, I was living in Edmonton at the time. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, like, you, know, you got to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, bro, like, I... Slow down a little yeah, bit. I don't, yeah. know, I don't, I don't even like, know who I you are. Yeah, I don't know who you are. Like, you want me to like, sign contracts and stuff? Well, I'm, I'm not <laughs> But, yeah, that when that happened, I was like, okay, so people really do mess with what I'm doing here. Because, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, a couple hundred likes here, or a couple hundred, like, plays here and there mm-hmm. were cool. But then, like, I did one th- this one song, and, like, within, like, a couple weeks, it's, like, 700 people have heard it. And I'm like, god damn. Like, yeah. Okay. So. Is that, like, probably your biggest... My I, biggest one at the time. Yeah, your biggest one at the time? At the time, yeah. Like, my biggest one to date right now, I did uh, the uh, remix to the song called Loco. I just put out with uh, Monster Mac, and that and right now is at 11,000 streams. Damn, dude. Yeah. I put that out within, like, two months or something, like, 11,000 streams. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, I it's, I guess I this is my thing, right? So, yeah. I guess it's like, I knew it was my thing, but I, I really started pushing at it and, like, working on my craft, and I wanted to... Not kind of, I wanted to step away from doing what I feel like a lot of people are doing right now. Because, like, one thing I've heard a lot recently is, like, how people appreciate my music. Because I, I rap, like, with, this, like, how people they grew up listening to rap, like, mm-hmm. right? Like, bars and, like, concepts and, like, sing certain parts of songs yeah. and stuff Different like genres that. and bring yeah. it all together for one song. Exactly, right? Because that's how I, like, I, I thought about it. Like, how do, what the music I like, this is what I like listening to. Yeah. And I want to make music that I like. Because if I like it, I know other people like it because that's yeah, the people I know that like that. So. With that being said, how do you feel like the evolution of your music? I know you said that Lil Wayne was your one of your inspirations in yeah. terms of how you approach the music and everything. Yeah. But compared to maybe 2012 music to 
to what it is right now, 2019. What yeah. what do you feel is like your biggest change? It doesn't even have to be the music itself, but maybe your approach to music or. Um, I think my biggest change so far, well, one of the biggest changes I is like like the subject matter. Okay. Like I when I started, I was started making like a lot of like party tracks mm-hmm. and like um, like I was trying to chase a banger kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Where I was trying to like make things that I think people would like. Yeah, instead of maybe what you like. What I liked, yeah, exactly. Gotcha, yeah. And then, um, but also along those lines too, like, I started switching like into like heavy trap stuff mm-hmm. because I was also like around that life. I was like living that part. So like mm-hmm. I was reflecting like music is a reflection of your life, right? So, yeah, of course. I started doing a lot of that stuff and it was like a lot darker and a lot more like more aggressive and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was like what No Rest for the Wicked was like. And um, when I stepped away from that, because I was like, I need a break for a year like I was like I need a break because like something's not working here yeah, it's not like, clicking right yeah it's not clicking something's not working here I don't know what it is and I went through uh, I started like a lot of things in my life changed like I started changing and stuff and I was like alright so this is like I don't want to make this just trappy stuff like I want to make music music right because that's what I really wanted to do because like in my early stuff like I tried if you look it up it was like I was trying to do everything I was trying to do R&B tracks I was I was making like bar songs. I was making conscious songs. I was making like all these different. I was even trying to do like an ED, like an EDM rap thing. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> which <laughs> a lot actually of, finished. Which a lot of people are doing, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm a little bit off topic here, but like in terms of the collab with like Lil Nas and Billy Ray, like yeah. I feel that was the kind of the, uh, the tipping point in terms of where people can see like rap can honestly go anywhere. Do anything. Yeah. Like obviously, there's different styles and different genres. That's to be expected, but. Yeah. The, the music as a whole can be influenced by so many things, right? And that's when people started bringing in, like, more EDM in, yeah. and more country, and you yeah. see all these kind of different artists that you never think would collaborate, collaborating, right? Yeah, now. exactly. And I, and I appreciate that. Like, I like the... I always like collaborating with different artists because it gives me a different perspective of, like, something that I want to do. Like, I'm just learning now how, like, my vocal range, like, I'm doing training and stuff, and, like, my, my singing teacher, she's basically like, yo, you're... You can really sing, but you just have to try like, yeah. harder. And I'm like, but I'm just a rapper, though. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, my homeboy, um, shout out, uh, Shoyan Showtime, right? He's a boxer and he's a comedian, and he uh, he's actually my roommate. And um, he's like, the minute you learn to do R and B, like learn how to sing and do R and B stuff, you're not rapping at all. Like, you're just gonna be you're gonna be out here singing and uh, like Usher and stuff. <laughs> Some neo throwbacks, yeah, or right? Something. Like just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean. So. Right now, I, I always love trying to do different things. Like, I still kind of want to do the EDM rap thing because I always kind of liked... That side of music, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, like, I like the beat, like, the beats and the build. Like, I like <laughs> the build-up to EDM tracks. Like, yeah. when they really, like, get going and stuff. Like, yeah. um... Oh, what was that Rihanna song with, um... David Guetta? Not David Guetta. Uh, uh, Calvin Harris? Yeah, Calvin yeah, Harris. Yeah, I like yeah. the build-up to that. Yeah. Like, I really That's like That's a the summer banger, that. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really like the build-up to that. So, like... Like, right, like right now, I'm kind of trying to find, like... I also want to do like, like kind of like a Linkin Park style thing. I'm looking for a band to do a song track, a track with, because I really, that's my favorite band, and like mm-hmm. I, I kind of have a little bit of a rock influence into some of my music. Like, people, like I can hear it when I do it. Yeah. And um, like I just like I don't want to stay in a box. Like that's the whole thing. Like I feel like with hip hop, especially right now, because hip hop isn't hip hop anymore. It's pop because mm-hmm. it's everywhere. It's in everything. Yeah. And I think that um with that being said like the idea of just being a rapper now is there's so much other things to that like you can't just be a rapper you have to be a rapper and a singer you have to be a rapper and a 
like a producer, composer or producer, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like there used to be like it used to be like there's a producer, there's a rapper who's like the lyricist. Like if the rapper's not the songwriter, there's like you know what I mean? There was like different. There's there, different components. There's different components yeah. and well, stuff. But now it's like there's all in basically one. one thing, <laughs> yeah. right? So me, I'm a songwriter, I'm a rapper and singer. I like the idea of collaborating with others because then it's like it takes me out of that element and it puts me in a new element and then I can just learn to adapt, mm-hmm. right? And that's like the, the most fun thing for me is like learning how to like to change my sound to like suit the new sound I'm trying to come up with, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing for a lot of artists as well that can be, you know, DJs, musicians, rappers, whatever you name it, is getting out of that comfort zone. Yeah. Because um, I know for a lot of people, once they kind of find their rhythm, which is great, but then they don't expand out of it because they're so yeah. narrow focused on on that once like kind of style, if you will. Exactly. So, and that doesn't allow them to collaborate with people that you might not be able to have been collaborated before. It doesn't yeah. open new doors. Yeah. You don't try new things. and. Yeah. No, for lack of better words, sometimes people just get tired of listening to the same, same stuff, stuff yeah. every time. Like, if this person's just producing, you know, a specific genre, I can yeah. maybe take my my interest elsewhere, right? So, exactly. uh, in terms of, I guess, getting out of your comfort zone and everything, and this kind of ties up to the following question. You know, as I said, uh, you, you've been doing it for a long time, seven years. Yeah. Um, wh- what would you tell yourself maybe earlier in the days, like in the 2012, 2013 days that you know now, be like a piece of advice to... To, to younger Grizz. <laughs> uh, be patient. Don't like look at other people's success in certain things and then compare yours to theirs. Yeah. Because everybody pops when they're supposed to pop. Yeah. Right? Preach like, that, man. Yeah. Because like, I feel like when people start off in the music game, they expect it like, like every song is going to hit and whatever. Like some songs hit, some songs don't. And like, but it's like, it's consistency and it's like being patient and also knowing yourself kind of thing. Because I realized when I was younger, like, the reason I kept changing so much into like different things is like not only was I trying to figure out my sound, I just didn't really know myself that well. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I didn't uh, like I was trying to appease other people yeah. instead of trying to make the music that I liked. Chasing the cloud. Chasing kind of- the yeah, chasing the cloud kind of thing. And then like at the same time, it's just like I would always, I would always compare like other dudes that I knew who were like popping at the time and people were like showing them love and getting all these shows and stuff. And I was like, fuck, like, I, I, like, I'm trying to get on stage at this point. I'm like, it's really hard. Like, no one's, people are taking me seriously, but not taking me seriously. You know what I mean? Like, because that was kind of like how SoundCloud was back in the day. Like, you could drop a bunch of songs and people, and like, your friends would bump them. And maybe some other people would bump them. But, like, it was really hard to get out of that box. Yeah. Wasn't finding the right eyes and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. And then, and sometimes you just have to, and like, and like I said, with that, 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 Pressure to Enemies Part One, like, at that, like, without me really trying, like, do it like that took off on its own because people messed with it, right? And I did. It's you need to have a little bit of patience to your situation because there's a lot of dudes that I remember like when I started that were like getting a lot of like love. Is I don't know where they are. I haven't heard from them in a while. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on with them and stuff. And it's like, because like they kind of like you said, you're following your formula and stuff, and they just put out the same stuff all the time. And because I think it took me a little longer to like figure out my sound, and I just found my sound, but being willing to be experimental with different things, I was able to like kind of just like move forward and stuff and realize that like I don't have to stay in this one lane. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole bunch of different avenues that I can do to open up the doors to get to where I want to be, right? Yeah, definitely. No, I think, and that ties it back to what we said about like the comfort zone and stuff like that. Yeah. I think to be 
successful, at least I feel in 2019, you definitely have to be adopt, uh, adoptable and be able to change kind of your lane and your path and see, okay, this might be working, but you know, I kind of want to try this instead and yeah. not be afraid to take risks, I think as well. Yeah. Um, I, I did have a personal question um, that I wanted to ask you. In terms of Choo Choo from Amsterdam, how did that come about? So I did, a, I did an event for my man, uh, uh, Mr. Travelbug, that's his Instagram handle. Yeah. Um, he had hit me up. He actually, he was at one of my bigger shows. I had opened up for Obi Trice last Christmas. Okay. And I shut the place down. And he like, he, I didn't even know he was there. He ended up telling me that later. He's like, that's where I saw you. And I'm like, dude, this guy's dope. And yeah. he, he goes all across the world, basically setting up different shows for different people, right? Mm -hmm. And um, he hit me up. He was like, he was, first of all, he told me he was like a big fan of mine. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. He was like, yo, do you want to do this event? Like, whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I get there. You know, it's kind of like a smaller, like a smaller like event. But I met Choo Choo there. It's like she's like, like this really cute little Asian girl, and I was like, and then she's like, I rap, and I'm like, yeah, okay, so <laughs> like whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then she sold me her, she sent me her songs, and I was like, yo, like you rap, rap, yeah. like you're dope, like whatever, and like so I was like, yo, like I was already working on this track that I kind of was coming up with like, this hook for, and I was like, it's a weird flex song, and I was like, okay, whatever, and I'm like, this just sound really cool with a girl on it, mm -hmm. and I'm like. Choo choo, and so we like we met up, and we like went to like um, Amsterdam, and we were like sitting there, and like I had already written like my hat, my verse, and then she wrote she had written her verse, and then we started working on a third verse together, so we could go like, go off each other back mm -hmm. and forth and kind of thing, and uh, it just ended up trying to be this really hype like high energy like fun kind of thing like kind a ludicrous type of song. Okay. Because like I that's like Luda's another big influence of mine. Like I like how funny he is. Yeah. And like his comedic lines and stuff. And like so we want I like the concept of the song was like everybody's always flexing and all this stuff in hip hop or whatever. It was like what if we like did a song where you pick up like the weird stuff you like you do and stuff and instead of like hiding it like we like a weird flex and stuff. You that's know what, what your mean? your Instagram story today yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the Instagram, yeah, the, the weird flex challenge. By the way, that's a thing I'll talk about it in a bit. Um, yeah, so that was the whole thing. It was just like, yo, like, embrace the weird stuff about you, right? Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of like the idea. It's like, embrace the, like, the little things you're kind of, like, embarrassed to tell people and then make it, like, a flex. Yeah, make it unique. Yeah, make no, it unique, yeah. I think that's super important. I know for me, at least, like, when I first started doing all of this, like, Instagram, Beneath Vancouver kind of thing, it was definitely uh, a new path, a new thing that I've ever done before. I've never... Yeah had a podcast I've never created content I've never done anything of that sort so for me it was like a, a new area of life so when I started posting it on stuff like that a lot of my friends or people that I might not have known were just like dude that's kind of weird right like yeah. and that's like why are you talking to yourself like on a camera or like when yeah. people were vlogging or whatever right so for me it was just like getting out of that comfort zone yeah. and just not being afraid to show that like more quirkier, quirkier yeah. side of myself exactly. more goofy and just embracing it because I know a lot of the times, and you see this all the time, it's Instagram versus reality and that yeah. kind of comparison where a lot of people are like, oh yeah, they're, you know, perfect, you know, perfect body, perfect yeah. skin. And obviously sometimes it's not the, it's not the case, right? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's more behind the scenes aspect of that. So not being afraid to show that unique self and show the raw version of you. And I feel like the fans and people who appreciate for who you are yeah. will just allow you to build a better connection with you, right? And see like, you know, if this person's not afraid of doing, you know, that kind of stuff, then why am I being afraid to start something new? So I appreciate um, that, yeah. No, I th and I saw the, 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 and you can talk about it a little yeah. bit more, the weird flex challenge. I, yeah. I saw your story earlier this morning, yeah. and I was like, what is this guy doing? But then I was like, it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, uh, so to go along with the song, Weird Flex, I was, 
because I dropped a song like a week and a bit ago, and I was I just was really caught up, and I was like always like teasing. I'm like, okay, the challenge is coming soon, and then really I was like trying to figure out like what the fuck. Yeah, what am I doing? What, what am I, I doing? Do? Like I don't right because like, I didn't want to do a dance because everybody does a dance, and I'm like look like and it kind of clicked to me. It's like okay, so it's about flexing. So like everybody, so the challenge is basically like you post. Uh, a picture of your like flexing face you have in the gym or like, like the yeah, funniest yeah. flex face you have in the gym <laughs> and then like and then like I'll do like a vote thing like the little the little like the poll, the, yeah. the poll thing that whatever uh, then whoever like gets the most like uh, love off the whole thing off the challenge and stuff they'll win like a bunch of merch uh, from a partnership I'm doing with Roma Vici mm-hmm. and so like a couple sweaters and stuff and, uh, maybe like a hat or one of the Grizzly gang or the Grizzly winter hats or whatever I got uh, already like chilling on just to like to bring it up because I also like I pre- I also want to do to like show that it's like yo you can be weird it's cool like I think the thing with rappers like for example like I'll use Tyler Tyler Creator for example mm-hmm. do you like when Tyler beat uh, DJ Khaled for a thing for like number one spot that was such a big deal it's because Tyler's weird and everybody is weird yeah 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 and DJ Khaled is like that. that archetype of like um what rappers or hip hop should be is like you know the alpha male shit yeah and like I get it like you know what I mean like I kind of have that thing too but it's like I'm also weird and I embrace that more it's a balance it's a balance kind of thing and I feel like having embracing the weirdness in yours in you and like showing other people you're weird and not like trying to like be this thing all the time this like pristine thing all the time it's more real and more honest like i have this hashtag that i've been doing for a little bit i do it every once in a while it's called like hashtag the internet is not real mm-hmm. because i feel like a lot of people see my insta and like see like whatever and they're like oh you're doing this all this and then i'm like yeah like i'm doing a lot but at the same time like i also still have a job yeah right i also like I'm also, like, always trying to, like, not every day is good. Like, some days I'm stressed out. Some days, like, I'm exhausted. Like, I, I did a, uh, like, the video release party for Dope, like, last week. And, like, on last Friday. And after Friday, like, I was drained. Like, I was yeah. done. Like, I couldn't, I didn't want to post. I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. Because it's, like, I, like, I need time to recharge. And that's just real. Like, people forget that, like, oh, as a human being, you can only do so much without, like, burning yourself out. Yeah. And with things like Instagram, YouTube, like, all the streaming, all the social media stuff, like, it takes a toll. And, like, and like sometimes you just forget how to be you kind of thing, right? And, like, that's why, like, with things like Weird Flex and the Weird Flex Challenge, like, I was like, embrace the weird stuff so that way you don't feel like you're alone doing this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can... You can be weird, show everybody else you're weird, and everybody can be like, yeah, I'm weird too, like, let me do it too, kind of thing, right? It's like a community building aspect of yeah. it, and a lot of people, when they see, like, how you said, the social media, the posts, whatever, it's just the results, right? Yeah. They just see the the end of, of whatever long journey you might be doing for a certain thing, in your case, a music video, right? They'll see the music video on YouTube, and, you know, how cool it is, and, and everything like that, but they don't see the, the amount of hours that you took in terms of writing it, making yeah. figuring it out, what you want from it, all the exactly. shooting, or whatever. Um, and, and a lot of the times we're like, oh yeah, I can do that, which is, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Like, yes, I, I'm personally, I admire people who, you know, go out of their way to try new things and stuff yeah. like that. That's what I did and what I try to get out for a lot of people in terms of the people that I bring on and uh, for guests in the podcast. Right. But at the same time, a lot of people do it for the wrong reasons. They yeah. do it because they think it's easy. Yeah. It's a easy way to either make money, an easy way to get your name out. Yeah. Um, and for people who do it the wrong reasons, I see at least nine times out of 10, they'll always flop. Yeah. Cause it's a grind, bro. Like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a, it's a literal grind. Like running being anything on social media like either running a business or doing music it is 
It is a job. Yeah. It is a job that relies 100% on you. Yeah. So you, if you're not having a shit, if you're having a shit day and you're not willing to tell people you're having a shit day, it's going to fall apart and it's all, and you're going to beat yourself up for it, right? It's just like how people, the human menta- human mentality works, right? Mm-hmm. And um, people don't realize it's like, okay, for example, Dope, the video, like we started filming that in February. <laughs> we started filming that in February yeah. and we shot a whole different video that ended up, we ended up not using and then we had to reshoot it again in like April and then like only like right before the video part did we actually finish it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so it's like, it's not like an easy process, right? Like it takes time, things come up, life happens and stuff like, and the other thing too is like, you also have to understand like, when you get to a certain point, you kind of have to know your worth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I'm doing all these things and I'm trying to do all this stuff, like at what point do you start to like, take accountability of like, okay, I'm doing all this stuff. Like, how do I do this? How do I do this to make sure that like, I benefit from it. And I'm doing it in a way where like, I can give back to other people and I can like show, and like show love and spread love and do these things. And it's like a constant, constant like grind and stuff. And I feel that people forget that. Yeah, no, I a agree. A hundred percent. It's, um, as I said, it's just the, the analogy of, you know, the iceberg. People just see the top, but yeah. they don't see everything else at the bottom, right? Yeah. And um, especially for music, I feel uh, I've got a couple of friends who do the music stuff like that, and, and they all do it, again, from from what I've heard and from the right reasons in the sense of they love the music, they were inspired one way or another, whether it be family or close yeah. friend or, or, or another another artist in general. Yeah. Um, and they continue that, and they go through It's a roller coaster. Yeah. It's not linear at all no. in terms of any sort of journey. No. Um, but I think the important thing is within that journey is not to lose yourself exactly. and not get you know get cloudy with the, the clout or the yeah. fame or yeah. you know, once people maybe start seeing some money they'll be like oh yes you know yeah, I made exactly. it right but people who think they've made it in the sense of the learning uh, you know they stop learning they stop trying new things yeah. feel like that's when things get a little stagnant and yeah. that's when it can yeah, go a little exactly. bit downhill so I, agree. Um, I, I did want to bring up also in terms of um, I guess your input in yeah. the hip hop rap community here yeah. in Vancouver. Myself personally, I don't know that many artists uh, yeah. in that scene. Um, so uh, I'm sure my audience as well would love some a little bit of input. Um, I did meet up with uh, a rap called Kid Filthy. He went to my high school. I don't yeah. know if you've heard of him. I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, so he's doing some good stuff as well. But I just wanted you know you've been involved for it about a long time, yeah. seven years. How do you feel as things change? Things have been a little bit, obviously with social media. Probably yeah. things have you know adapted a little bit in the yeah. sense of easier to get your name out there and yeah. stuff like that but yeah i just wanted your your two cents on on what you feel the community is like right now i feel like the vancouver scene is blowing up like when i started when i started making music there were only three the biggest artists we had from here were like swollen numbers the rascals i think and then the biggest one of all time i think was like nelly Furtado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and i was like and like you know what i mean and then like nelly uh, Furtado. Like, yeah and she, and she was shout and out she, nelly yeah she was like she was like the r&b chick from the island and stuff yeah. and then like there were a couple of like real like local legends like heat wave and like the block stars and stuff i remember and um who else was there? and there wasn't many artists from here right? yeah. like nobody was really because there was no traction here no one was trying to give it any love and i think because of like the new generation, the younger generation, because they're all like into hip hop, they all grew up listening to it. Like they're all pushing it so much now that we're actually developing a sound. Like I feel like the Vancouver sound is like a cross between the Bay and like kind of like punk music. Yeah, which is really cool. And um, I feel like there's definitely like more of a push. There's definitely more 
people who are really trying to make some dope shit. Like, I'm a big fan of, like, Manila Gray. Mm-hmm. I really like, um, I really like DK. I really like, uh, like, I'm going to shout Sade and uh, Choo Choo. Uh, Masa Mac is dope. Um, these are people I've collaborated with, but I also like, um, uh, like AC. AC is dope. Um, for, uh, 49 is really cool. Like, there's a bunch of, like, really dope artists that are, like, coming up right now that I really like listening to their stuff because they're all have the different sounds and things mm-hmm. like that, right? And I think that's kind of, like, the coolest thing about it is that, like, just, it's starting to become a thing where, like, before, like, for artists from here, they, every, like, actually, it's true, as an artist, you do have to leave your city and tour and, like, yeah. go to different places to kind of grow up, grow, get out there, but you can build, like, before it was, like, impossible to build a buzz here. Now you can build a big enough buzz that you can go other places and do it, right? And that's yeah. the, the event of, like, social media and things like that, that, like, you can, like, build your buzz here, go do your thing, and then come back home, and you're, like, a hometown hero kind of thing. And it's like, you could never do that before, right? And I feel like there's a Pacific, because we have, like, a Pacific sound that's coming out of here, and whatever, like, Vancouver very well could be next up, because there's so many different kinds of artists. Mm-hmm. There's so many, like, there's singers, there's rappers, there's, like, there's people, like, doing rock rap, there's, like, there's, there's so many different types of sounds, and I feel like the only people who haven't caught up to, like, how dope the city is, oh, shout out to Ross Trafiti, too, because he's dope, too, um... The only, the only people who haven't caught up to this is the mainstream media. Yeah. Right? Because they, in my opinion, like, I don't feel like the media here wants to give that part of the city a face. Right? Which is really stupid because if they had, if they do, like, they, they would just look at Toronto. Like, Drake, no one was checking for artists from Toronto. Like, I think the biggest artist from Toronto that everybody knew was, like, Cardinal Official. Mm-hmm. And Drake blew up, and then they embraced him. Yeah. And now, like, tomorrow, he's a figure, man. Yeah, he's a figure. He's got courtside like, seats to the Raptors. He's like, oh, he's the ambassador of the Raptors. You know what I'm saying? And because he, they did that. Toronto is now like, when you mention like, Toronto. like, yeah, when you, yeah, exactly, when you it's mention Drake. like, yeah, when you mention like, hip hop meccas, like Toronto is one of them. Because now, like, you got like dudes like Tory Lanez and Party Next Door, and like, yeah, and um, uh, who else is it? Uh, I was thinking of uh, Daniel Caesar and like all these other people coming from there that's giving the city a voice and I feel like we don't have that we don't have that because they they don't want to embrace it yet they want to give like the youth and the sound and whatever like I think there's so much pushback from like the older generation to like keep this on like a subgenre like whatever but it's like yo we're gonna take over eventually like I'm sorry old folks are gonna die (laughs) we're gonna be here still like you know what I mean like it's not like it's out no disrespect but it's like yo you gotta like let people live you know what I mean and embrace the fact that like this is a culture that's not just like a North American thing it's a worldwide thing like I have I've met people from like people from like different like the other day like some dude in Tehran like was like put a video up of Weird Flex my homeboy in France like post dope all over the place and like you know what I mean like I it's like it's not it's a worldwide genre of music that speaks to like the struggle of people on all different levels and stuff. So, and there's so many different kinds of rappers. There's street rappers, gay rappers, like, female rappers, like, like, poor rappers, rich rappers, nerd rappers. Like, there's different types. There's so much different stuff there's that can variety. be done. There's so much different variety. Like, you can't deny what's coming, right? Yeah. And I, I really, like, I really feel like we're on the edge of, like, doing something great. We just need, somebody needs to, we just need that extra push up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's coming. No, I think it's a huge culture shift and you I think you hit it on perfectly when you said like 
it's essentially Toronto. People associate Toronto with music, at least Drake, yeah. and then Drake, Toronto. So there's that connection. But I feel like with here, with Vancouver, yeah, we have the nice mountains. Yeah, we've got the hiking. Yeah, we've got all that. But there's so many local artists and local individuals that you know are putting out their voices out there, trying new things, and really trying to give Vancouver a, a, a bit of the a bit of the pie, if you will, yeah, right? Exactly, right? Um, and you know that's what we try to do as well here beneath Vancouver, try to give you people like yourself a voice um, and let people know like. Times are changing, right? With yeah. social media, um, it's eventually going to blow up. Where you've yeah. got, you said you got people from all over the world, France, yeah. and that you know, ten years ago, maybe even five years ago, that was something that would be crazy. Like if you got someone from France listening to your stuff, yeah. you are probably at a high level, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and well known all around the world. But uh, I think w- with that, it's kind of a time to also start thinking about how you can evolve not just the vancouver scene but and you touched upon this as well like canada as a whole right yeah. and being able to let people know yeah we've got the, the famous people i'm using air quotes right now <laughs> um from toronto and you've got your again famous people from vancouver but it just goes beyond than just the people at the top yeah. it's about the people at the bottom because exactly. people forget it you drake started from somewhere right yeah. i think nav and i read this about not too long ago he was only like he blew up within about a year and a half yeah. like pretty pretty heavily and he was only making music in his mom's basement and yeah. like making beats and stuff like that yeah. and he's just you know putting the time put in the effort and stuff like that so people as i said just see the results they just see when they're on stage you know playing with thousands millions whatever yeah. um but they don't see the grind and that's what i hope to get in that get the raw story from individuals like yourself kid filthy all the local artists whatever um and, and i guess my follow-up question would be and you can kind of phrase you up to interpretation what what do you feel is the biggest issue besides just as you said the the lack of i guess of representation yeah what, what do you feel is maybe something that the vancouver community lacks in terms of maybe other communities that you've been involved with and it maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be rap music and just be maybe in terms of supporting uh artists or supporting creatives or just individuals within the within the scene if you will um there's no infrastructure okay like there there are a bunch of different programs to help artists here but they don't advertise them like there's different grants for different things there's different uh like just di- there's different ways you can reach out but they don't let people know about it like they literally they will like do it not say anything about it and when nobody goes for it they'll take it away mm-hmm. right they don't like let people know there's different um things like there's right now there's a there's a grant right now for like uh indigenous and like artists of color and stuff for vancouver to help them push their music out yeah and i only found out because somebody i know knows the people on the council uh on, that are bored of doing it because she's uh shout naomi campbell she's um she's a soul singer and uh she she told me about it and i didn't know anything about it right mm-hmm. they don't they don't there's no like infrastructure to give people that thing and uh, and the other thing i oh this is just a personal gripe of mine like i it's um <laughs> promoters oh yeah i like i because i <laughs> plenty I find, of stories of those people <laughs> yeah so my problem with promoters is that um and i i actually found out this from uh mr travel bug that like every other city that he's been to will pay their artists mm. for Performances, right? Like if you go on stage and you perform it, like for example, if I if I had a full band and if I had to go perform somewhere, they're, they're paying me. They're paying the band. They're paying mm-hmm. us, right? Uh, a lot of promoters refuse to pay artists, even if they are coming up and they're doing whatever, unless they're signed to a label. Hmm. And it's like a thing where it's like, and on top of that too, they'll like. I, I get it. Like there's a there's a certain part of grind where you like you have to do the smaller shows with the big yeah. cards. But if you're doing a 
like a small like a smaller show, but just like sixty people on a card. You're not giving any of the artists a chance to breathe and actually get fans and to to build a following. You're, all you're really doing is kind of just like trying to fill the time slots. Yeah. Right, which is like doesn't help anyone at that anyone at that point except for like the promoter and yeah. stuff, right? Which doesn't, which is really just kind of like it's like detrimental to the scene, right? Because it like it takes a lot of people out. Like and I and like I get it too, because like in starting to set up my own events, I understand there's certain things that you can and can't do. Like and like if I don't know your music, I don't know who you are. Like I'm not gonna pay you off top. But if you like consistently bring people and you're like you're always like on it and your shows are dope and like everybody's lit then like goddamn right you should get me yeah, yeah, yeah right like you know what i'm saying and like and it doesn't have to be like a large amount but don't like be like oh i'll give you ticket sales for whatever like i had a situation recently where like i did i just i did a favor for a friend i did a show uh on open i opened up for uh i'm not gonna say the artist because i'm gonna give it away yeah, yeah i opened no. up for um someone, uh, someone and uh <laughs> like they wanted me to pay seven bills for the thing, but the whole thing was gonna cost. That was between me split me and Char. So it was gonna be seven each, so fifteen hundred dollars for an artist that people don't really like have that big of a following for. So they were asking you to yeah, pay, them pay them to be able to perform. To perform, and I was just like, this Wait, is what? stupid, yeah. And it's like, and that's the thing. I was like, oh, well, and but you have, I have to generate, so I have to generate ticket sales and I have to pay you, and then the ticket sales aren't gonna cover the cost of what I'm doing because like like realistically if you get a t- 25 tickets out and you sell them to all your friends or whatever and you only make like five bucks a ticket you're not even making close to what you're yeah to make not out, at right? all so it doesn't make any sense to for a lot of people to do that right and it's like if you're if that's how you're moving it it disil it don't it's like it's it's a, play, a pay to play model it, it disillusions a lot of people yeah and, it and just, it's and it and it really just takes advantage of artists who are just trying to get their sound out yeah and I find that's the problem with like a lot of I like a lot of artists have a problem with that because it's and I understand it because it's like look like this is garbage like if I'm for example if like if you pay me to do a show and you just want me to sell tickets I'm gonna sell tickets because I'm gonna make a percentage of that sales back to me at the same time I'm already getting paid so I'm already working extra hard because like I have like incentive right mm-hmm. if I'm trying to make a little extra money by basically making you money and I'm making five dollars <laughs> that like five dollars every ticket that's bullshit yeah there's just no logic in that there's and- no logic in that and I find that like this whole model of like kind of just using artists to get certain people whatever because this is also like people do the, I, some promoters, certain promoters do this thing where they like they'll book a big artist like a really big artist, they'll get the little artist to pay all this money to get on a thing to pay the artist that they booked. Yeah, that they're booking, yeah. Yeah, and then the little artist suffers because then it's like they, they're struggling already because like when you start doing music, you're not... Yeah, yeah. You're well there's off no cash flow. There's no cash flow. So it's like you're basically just like digging in your pockets to pay somebody else to get on stage for like maybe like 15 minutes. Yeah. Like that's... that's to me, that's garbage. And I find that like... That's the problem is like the whole way the system's set up here to support local artists is messed up. Yeah. And I f- and that system's got to be broken down first and people have to like understand that's like if you let's like with any job like if I was to do like if I got cast for something in a movie or if I got if I'm like recording someone's video or if I'm like even though I have to write like somebody's like term essay, I'm gonna ask for money. Yeah. That's a service I'm providing. Yeah. Why is it that you feel that like 
me performing, you're doing me a favor when I you need you will ask me to perform yeah. for you, but you're not willing to pay me. I understand. Paying and again, an, paying an exposure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm exposure. using air quotes to the yeah, listeners. Ex- actually. Exposure kind of thing. And I understand it's like if you don't know me and like you're, you're like that at that point, yeah, you're doing me a favor and fine. Like just I think it's whatever. It's the beginning, but when you build yourself to a point where like you're actually like bringing in crowds and putting in people, yeah. and people are messing with your stuff. Asking for payment shouldn't be like like trying to get an arm or a leg off somebody. It's like you know what I can do at this point, so why not treat me like an fairly, equal, yeah. fairly and equal instead of like making like like downplaying my worth when you know good and goddamn well if I went somewhere else I would get paid. Yeah, and I think and it, I I can relate a hundred percent in terms of like videographers, photographers, creatives in general that when you go to you know provide a service or yeah. whatever that service may be. A lot of the times they're always like, oh, I can't afford that or, oh, you're paying or your cost is too high. You're charging me too much. Uh, I can only do, let's say maybe out of the 300, I can only do 50. And then they're like, can you do 50? And then they're just kind of, okay, yeah. At the end of the day, you're you're putting in not only the time during the actual yeah. time that you're you know performing or creating or whatever, but also they forget to think about the time that you put before all of that. Yeah, exactly. So the time to to be able to rap, the yeah. time to learn music, to produce, to master. If it's a videographer, it's the time to learn the editing, yeah. the the framing, the camera, everything like that. Yeah, exactly. They just think that okay, yeah, I'm paying you for what you know already. Why should I pay you more? But it's like you also have to know all the other stuff in the past. And exactly, it's a it's a problem. I and it's a problem that I see unfortunately more often than not is the whole paying and exposure when at the end yeah. of the day exposure doesn't doesn't do pay the shit. bills yeah it doesn't do shit. yeah if you're and you said it yourself yeah okay if you're starting up and okay yeah it's free or, or you they're they're not charging or you're sorry they're not paying you for the show when you're first starting up yeah okay that's fine you know you're getting the experience yeah. you're trying new things out but when they're asking you to pay or when you're bringing in crowds and like hundreds of people and they're still asking they're not giving you a, a dime or a cent yeah. of even the ticket sales then that for me is, is a big problem and, yeah. and that does uh, deter a lot of people away and not yeah. just music but creatives in general that have like that sort of art form where society has put this like negative connotation on anything art related has no value yeah exactly and and for me that's just really really stupid and, and it's something that needs to be changed and it's gotten a little bit better now again with the whole instagram and social media where a lot of people are starting to realize oh okay like yeah you know being artistic or being in whatever form that may be or your outlet of art uh is more than just you know the the time that yeah. is during but the time before as well so um, it, it sucks to hear and hopefully again that that changes it, it's you know as a, as a community I feel we should be supporting our artists and yeah. putting them up instead of pushing them down exactly so um, and also to speak to that point too it's like um, it's like uh, with it's funny that people don't think art pays because literally the entire inter- entertainment industry is built off art yeah so it obviously pays yeah right <laughs> so it's, just, it's like this whole idea that like um, it's a huge misconception yeah they're like oh like Oh, you're a rapper. Like, why should I pay you? It's like, yeah, I can find like a hundred other rappers. I'm like, yeah, but none of them can do what I do. Yeah. Like, you can get somebody else, but like, are they gonna bring the crowd? Or is everybody gonna jump in the crowd and get everybody hyped? And like, I don't think. Like, yeah. no, they're not gonna do that, right? And it's the thing of like, um, it's like I feel like one thing I've learned through like certain books I've read and like, just like people I've talked to, like some of the OGs I know and like whatever. It's like you got like when you get to a certain level, you have to know your worth. Yeah. Like, key don't, takeaway. yeah, because there's always going to be people in your space who are always willing to lowball themselves to get a certain spot, but you got to hold out and know your worth. It's like, look, I'm not doing this unless I get this. Yeah. And if you want to go another way, that's cool, but I'd rather keep my integrity 
that feel shitty for selling out, selling myself yeah. short. Yeah. Because I know what I'm worth. Yeah, and that's what it boils down to, knowing what you're worth, not underselling yourself, and not being afraid also to speak up and letting yeah. promoters, businesses, people like, okay, yeah, my, uh, I'm charging you 300, I'm charging you 300 for a reason. Yeah. I'm paying for the skills that I've learned, the time that I'll put. Uh, yeah, you can pay 50 bucks, you'll probably get someone else who won't do even as close to a yeah, good of a job as exactly. I can do, right? So. Um, yeah, I really hope that that changes and, and you know, bring the light in terms of, you know, the struggles and speaking with people like yourselves. Hopefully that, that will kind of start to revolutionize a little bit. But yeah. um, nearing the end here of the, of the podcast episode, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to touch upon in terms of any disclaimers? If not, we can go kind of right into the outro. Um, well, one thing I like, one thing I would I'd touch upon is like, um, like you're saying, support your local artists and uh, make sure that like, this is something I would actually want to say for a little bit. Yeah, no, go for um, it. Man. This is for everybody starting out. Like, don't get disillusioned when your friends don't automatically like jump on the bagel and support you. Because like, natural human emotion is like when your friends start doing something, they're not gonna yeah. gravitate super hard because they already know you, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, this might be a phase." Yeah. Just keep going and keep pushing, and like when. People start like coming around. Don't get salty with it either. You know what I mean? Because it's like you'll go kind of know who really messes with you and who supports you after time. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep going and keep pushing and doing your thing. And like the work you do will show in the end. You know what I'm saying? Um, just you know, keep at it and stuff. Like, there's a lot of talented people in the city. There's a lot of people who like. There's a lot of different voices that need to get heard. Uh, I feel like Vancouver the general sense is especially in the hip-hop community has settled on this weird Eminem thing which is just <laughs> like 20 years outdated yeah so like you know every, every different voice from everywhere else needs to be heard so like if you've got an ambition you, you want to try something don't let me tell you you can't just go do it yeah no I think that's the that's a great way to end off and for yeah anyone out there who's listening whether it be a fan of, of Grizzly or, or a fan of, of the podcast um I'm always welcome to, to new guests and stuff like that. I love to hear your story. So appreciate the time, Grizzy. Um, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? All right. So uh, you can find me on Instagram under Grizzy Winter. You can find you can check out my website, grizzywinter.com. Uh, you can, uh, all my videos are on YouTube. Just You can search up Grizzy Winter or go to my channel, Grizzy, Grizz dot, no, sorry, Grizz TV. Uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button on that. Um, check out my newest video, Dope, featuring Shade Ariel. That's on there as well. Uh, check me up on Spotify and every other streaming platform that means Tidal. I can't believe I said Tidal. <laughs> Tidal, <laughs> Apple Music, iTunes. What's Tidal? It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what's Tidal, but like, if you got it, make sure. Um, Deezer. I'm even on Napster, bro. Like Amazon, all that stuff. Yeah. Check out all, check out my newest single, Weird Flesh with Choo Choo on there as well. Also check out like all my other tracks on there as well. Um, I'm gonna I'm always around town and stuff. I'm probably uh, gonna try and hit up the Caribbean Days Festival. So if you're around, come and say what's up. You know what I'm saying. Um, also uh, check out the, the clothing line for me and Roma Vici. Um, that's also on the website as well. Uh, if you want any more information, you're looking to collab or looking at everything, just like hit me up on my Insta. Or uh, hit me up in my in my email, grizzygang, E-N-T, at Gmail, and just like, you know, show peace and love and shit. Yeah, no, I love the energy, man, and um, I appreciate, again, you taking the time to, to have a little chat with us, talk about your journey, about yourself, and what you feel about uh, overall hip-hop community, and 
thanks to all our listeners uh, as well. Um, I appreciate it. And hopefully you guys enjoyed. Make sure to show them some love and support. Um, This is again Aaron from Beneath Vancouver. You guys hopefully take care.